0: Hello, this is Andrea Wagner and Alyssa Taff, and this is Rhythm Rundown. So as we talked about in, in the last episode, today we are talking about um, women's history in the genres of rap and rock. Yep. And I find this to be a very interesting topic, a topic
1: that we talk a lot about, but I have, but I don't think we actually do enough on the topic mm-hmm. so maybe after our discussion today
0: we'll actually do something and you'll know. be enlightened and you'll know more about how women have influenced these very popular genres um and you'll learn something that you you know haven't known uh, oh.
1: <laughs> so we like to start off our episodes with a song of the week Uh, So my two songs of the week are going to be The Landslide by Fleetwood Mac and River Deep Mountain High by Tina Turner, two artists that you will hear more about later.
0: And my two songs of the week is On and On by Erica Badu, as well as S.O.S. by SZA. See, SZA has been getting a lot of light, and you can say that's really good for the women's industry.
1: Now, we relate to these female artists not just because they're women, but also because we feel a little left out as we record today's episode in a stairwell exactly
0: the lost and forgotten (laughs) but just like these women artists in this industry we will still prevail
1: (laughs) so why don't we get into it So why don't we start with women in rock. Now women have always been a part of rock, however, we don't hear a lot about them. So we have in the 1950s, Ruth Brown, who was an R&B singer from the fifth, who was an R&B (sighs) singer In the 1950s, we have Ruth Brown, who was an R&B singer and who crossed into rock with songs such as 5, 10, 15 hours, uh, which is a song about her deep love about the deep love she has for her lover and how she only needs 5, 10, 15 hours of her love. We then go into the 1960s with the Shirley's, the Ronettes, who we've heard a lot more about nowadays, but not for the reasons that they should be talked about. Right. Uh, the Ronettes have a really popular song uh, called Be My Baby, which was reduced by Phil Spector. And this is kind of why we remember the Ronnets today was because of the abusive relationship of Phil and Ronnie Spector. Um, A very popular song that recently has went crazy viral on TikTok was The Christmas Kids by Roar, which talks about the abusive relationship of Ronnie and Phil. Basically, the song talks about how Phil adopted children during Christmas as a way to keep Ronnie inside this abusive household. And it really is a shame that that's what we remember Ronnie
0: and the Ronettes for. Exactly, because I feel like women in these industries, they fight so hard to get recognition. But for you to get the wrong type of recognition, that can be breaking like... That could be Not discouraging. It. That could that could just show like your legacy um, hasn't put an imprint on society the way that you wanted it to. It's just unfortunate,
1: right? And it's sad that we have to mention Phil mm-hmm. whenever
0: we talk about her.
1: right? Um, also, in the sixties, we have Tina Turner, the queen of rock and roll,
0: who also faced abuse. Yeah. yeah. But
1: uh, Tina Turner is also not just the queen of rock and roll, but a huge inspiration to Beyonce. Okay,
0: Miss Queen B.
1: Mhm. Then in the nineteen fifties, we nineteen fifties, nineteen seventies. Okay. We then go into Fleetwood Mac, um, who had Stevie Nicks as their front woman and Christine McVie on keyboards and in the lead and backing vocals and Fleetwood Mag has what I would have to say is one of the best albums uh, that being Rumors which is basically about how nearly every relationship in that band was just on the rocks Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) the McV's were having a divorce Mm -hmm. Uh, Stevie Nicks was also having relationship issues with her boyfriend who's inside the group. And despite not being able to stand each other, they still decide, they decided to do what they do best and put all of that into music. And they were, it was such a great album that Glee even gave them um, an episode of Honor. I forgot what they're called. But yeah, an episode to honor this amazing album. Uh, we also have Blondie, uh, who you may know, uh, who you may know for songs such as "One Way or Another." Call me. Is that one way or another? I'm gonna find. Yes, that is Blondie. Uh, Blondie was also recently covered, her song Heart of Glass was also recently covered by Miley Cyrus nice. in her not recent album but in her album before that Plastic Hearts which I honestly prefer way more than her recent album a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people online say that the flowers she's getting for this new album is retribution for what we did to Heart of, for Plastic Hearts and I completely agree because Plastic Hearts was just amazing uh then we have in the 1980s uh, a lot of these artists that i mentioned before they don't slow down in steam in the 1980s despite the 1980s being known as a really big moment in rock and a moment in rock really dominated by male Mm -hmm. artists or that's how we like to remember it as Mm -hmm. um But not only were these female artists that I mentioned before still kicking, we also have Pat Benatar, who has the hit song Hit Me With Your Best Shot.
0: Hit Me With Your Best
1: Shot! Which I would say is the song of the 80s. I don't think you can think of the 80s without thinking about this song.
0: Fire away!
1: And in the 1990s, we have Alanis Morissette. Uh, a very popular song of hers that you might know of is Ironic from Jagged Little Pill, mm-hmm. which was such an iconic album that they even made it into a musical in 2018. Uh, Did I like this musical? No, not really. Not so much. <laughs> I have a hatred for jukebox musicals, but that's neither here nor there. It's not really important right now. But now we also have a Female Rock Artist of Today, uh, my favorite being Paramore, who I love Paramore. we have known for
0: quite some time. And you know what I love about Paramore? No matter what group and whatever their favorite genre is, everyone has a Paramore song that they yes. love. That um, they love. Paramore is for the people. people. Thank for you. The people.
1: <laughs> Thank I you, love Paramore so much Going back from their first album, Mm -hmm. which uh, Emergency, which is on their first album, which Mm -hmm. I am blanking on the name right now. I still love Paramore, I'm just blanking on the name right now. Mm -hmm. But we then go into their follow-up albums and just the amount of changes within the band. Um, Paramore has lost members. Paramore has brought back members. Paramore even lost Haley Williams. Really? Who is the front woman. Yes. I love that. Only person in Paramore who has not left the band is Taylor York, who's their lead guitarist. (laughs) Just insane. Um, Currently, the band has uh, Haley Williams, Zach Farrow, and Taylor York. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zach left because his. Zach left because he was in the band since he was like 13. Dang. Yeah, he's their drummer. And why was he talented? Like, he's gifted. No, I would have never guessed that he was only 13. Right, like they all met, like, yeah, like they were all around the same age. Mm -hmm. Um, They met back when they were kids. Um, Haley has a history of doing gospel um yeah so like she used to like travel around to churches and sing which is wow. why on this list you've heard me mention not just rock artists but also like blues artists and R&B artists because mm-hmm. rock has a very strong connection to For those genres, genres. Yeah. right um yeah uh and not only has Paramore gone through changes with the band members mm-hmm but they've also experienced, experimented with new sounds, which is why I believe that they are the band of the people. Cause they've not just done like hard, heavy hitting rock. They've also done softer mellow stuff like in their recent album. They've also done very eighties inspired synth pop stuff Mm -hmm. um, in their album, After Laughter, Mm -hmm. which deals with topics of depression,
0: I just love Paramore. Like, Who doesn't? But I love the way that you just showed how rock has started back, dating back to 1950s and how it's evolved all the way to now. And from that, we were blessed with Paramore. Mm-hmm. What could I ask for? I can't ask for anything more. I, you really can't. And also, Paramore has been nominated for two Grammys, hoping that they win both of them.
1: If they do win Best Rock Album... They will actually be the first female-fronted rock band to win that category.
0: That's insane. That's insane.
1: Like, women have been important to rock since the 1950s. Yes, so women have been integral to rock since the 1950s. And I really think it's a shame that we still have categories that they haven't won in the Grammys exactly in the year 2023 which this will be
0: the 2024 Grammys yeah but yeah so now we'll transition into women in hip hop so according to ABC News um, the first trace of women getting into hip-hop dates back to the 1970s um, there was an MC named Sha Rock uh, and she did this for fun. But then she went on to make a group called the Funky Four Plus One. And impressively, they were the first group to ever get a record deal with, you know, women rappers and to perform on SNL. And I feel like once um, a group gets on SNL, that's raps. Like, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now you're set in stone. Um, And then we also recognize other great MCs during this time, including Roxanne, Shantae and MC Light, um, which helped shape the industry of hip-hop. Um, so how do you feel about um, women's recognition in the rap industry compared to their male counterparts?
1: Honestly, I feel like they're not given enough credit for anything that they do. Mm-hmm. And we've talked, about, we've talked about this a lot online, but some of the same stuff that the men will do Mm -hmm. in their songs women will do yet they'll get like so much flack for it Mm -hmm. like women can talk about their sex lives and their bodies and men's bodies but no it's such a big problem but let a man do that and then it's just nothing
0: and that it reflects in society today's crazy double standards and how i feel about women's recognition in this industry like, they always have to go the extra mile. But once the man simply does it, it's done. They have to do the backflips, the tricks. But when a man does it, it's, it's monumental. It's innovative. Uh, and I don't feel like that's right. And that goes for anything. And you can translate that to real-life situations. Women always have to go the extra mile to get recognized. Yeah,
1: because
0: I really can't think of that many male performances that I really
1: felt wow. excited by.
0: I have to see that again. I can't even count it on one hand. Right, they, they just stand there on stage. And, and stage just do a little bop. It's do a, a little, little bop. bop. <laughs> you
1: know, they, like have to have like, these full choreographed performances. Why? Costuming also. Like Sometimes men really just walk on stage jeans. with She's in a t-shirt. And it's done. If <laughs> you see women in these dazzled corsets and skirts flashy skirts yeah that like also relate they're, back to the songs or like, their
0: theme yeah yes. It goes that extra mile and it sucks because this is a male-dominated industry and they're just given the the back of it and i i don't like that but women still prevail um as we go down in history um, someone, A household name that we know now is Queen Latifah. Um, she mm-hmm. debuts her first rap single um, and Queen Latifah, as we know, goes on to have a successful career as well in acting um, and like Queen Latifah and as well as her other female rappers during this time, they really spoke out against misogyny and the empowerment of women. And you can hear this in Queen Latifah's song, Ladies First um so i have a question for you yep um do you feel this genre is what women in their audience needed during this time i mean yeah
1: i think women really needed something to get them as hype as the men do right because like for a lot of song songs with women there's so many about like falling in love mm-hmm. and it's always so fluffy mm-hmm. and then when you try to get, and then when you get out of like falling in love and how like fluffy and floofy that is is that even a word i don't know okay but, <laughs> <laughs> then the flip point the flip side of that point mm-hmm. is i'm so sad i'm, I'm heartbroken right that he's left me and obviously this isn't like all music yeah for women. But it's just so much of it. Right. And that seems to be, like, the only way people really want women... Want, that's, like, the only thing people really want women, women to, to express. That. Hurt. Yeah. Like, hurt and pain. Right. Like, women can't even talk about the issues of being women. Because
0: then that's a problem. Right. It's, now you're being needy. Now you're emotional. No. So, when we come out with something hot, something to get us jumping... Please don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Please, and I feel like this is what women really needed during this time because it gave them something to relate to. It was a, a new thing that they didn't have to sit in a room like when they go through a breakup. Like, no, this is something post-breakup when you're ready to turn up. Like, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? Um, and I feel like women through rap, women were able to express themselves however they please. Like women began to embrace sexual appeal like you had said once um instead of it being used against them like groups like Salt and Pepper as well as Lil' Kim they were pioneers for this and now you can see this in um, modern day artists like Megan Thee Stallion yeah she completely embraces this and she used this as her advantage or her um, as a um, assist to help make wonderful music um and another way that I want to um, talk about uh, the history of women in rap is Missy Elliott. Because um, she debuted with this unique style of rapping. Something that many didn't hear before. Um, and, you can see, and you can see how that influenced later generations. Um, and you can hear this unique style in her songs like The Rain. Um, and talking about unique styles lauren hill is someone else that i want to highlight because a lot of songs that lauren hill came out with she talks a lot about social problems and social constructs um giving an educational sense rather than just getting hype you're also enlightening during her songs but it it comes with a beautiful melody and a beautiful flow with a uh with a um like hip-hop background so, I really wanted to highlight Lauren Hill. And you know who, who else does that? Ericka Badu. Yeah. So, I really enjoy, I really enjoy their music now. Because I feel like their music is such a staple still. Because even my generation, we listen to people like uh, Lauren Hill or Ericka Badu. And it's still a, a topic and conversation that you get to really talk about and digest. Um, but now we can see how um, all these female rappers in the late 1900s how they have influenced modern day rappers including Nicki Minaj um and as we all know Nicki Minaj is one of the most popular female rappers as of now yep. and Nicki Minaj has literally sold over 100 million records and you can see how in the beginning in the 1970s how this was just done for fun or to pass time as a hobby it's turned into a full- fruitful career for so many modern day rappers and I love that because we we get to capitalize off of something new like women finding new ways to make money brings joy to my heart I love it and now it goes into my next question how do you think social media has affected the recognition that female rappers get now
1: honestly I feel like it has given people a new space to discredit them?
0: Honestly! I was gonna stick on that. <laughs> I didn't know if you were gonna go a positive way or a negative way, but I literally feel like social media has given away to this female rappers as if they're not also the blueprint of this industry mm-hmm. literally and break rapper. them down every day like what?
1: Right? Like, it's so crazy how much they disrespect female rappers because this is conversations that a lot of people would have had behind closed doors. Exactly. But this is pa- a new vessel to
0: this like, <laughs> them. Right?
1: They feel so comfortable. Bold, so comfortable right. to just stay in front of a whole bunch of people and feel no shame whatsoever. But honestly, I feel like it's also given people the ability to defend them more mm-hmm. and not just have them be
0: the sole defenders of themselves. Right. Because and it shows how much support that they're getting from their fans and uh like just like Nicki Minaj. Nicki yeah. Minaj has a die heart fan base. Die. They don't play no games about Nicki Minaj and I love that. Sometimes, Sometimes I kind of I'm a little worried. They shake up, they shake us up a little bit, but I nevertheless, I'm so glad to see a woman being so supported by women and men.
1: And honestly, like, this isn't just an issue with the rap. We see with all kind of genres. Mm-hmm. Not all kind of, with
0: all genres. Yeah. Like,
1: especially with Britney Spears. Yeah. With the way Britney was dragged.
0: And they continue to drag, drag her through the media. No, I feel like, and that's my thing. I feel like no one supports Britney. Why has, Why has, like, I feel like, why has society always gone against Britney? And people
1: really supporting Britney for other women?
0: Yes. I feel like... So many people have felt her going from her her team, her family. Like, I feel like it could have simply been someone supporting Brittany. Like, it would be a lot less. Yeah, and I've seen it mentioned online
1: about the media circus around her Mm -hmm. and just all the disrespect she got from it. How people talked about how if we didn't have social media today, if the common person didn't have around the same voice as some of these media outlets mm-hmm. if, if, if they didn't have around the same voice as them how much worse it would be for a lot of these female artists right? right? and it's not just music because we also see with the Rachel Zegler
0: right. who's an actress who's being
1: dogged on for absolutely nothing
0: right, right. now but that was my thing My, na- my I-, I actually was going to follow with another question with where do you think female rap would be if social media was around in the late 1900s because you know this uh women entering hip-hop started in the 1970s and I honestly I know we're talking about how social media has discredited a lot of these female rappers but I honestly feel like if social media was around during um, you know the 1970s would would we be farther in women in hip-hop or would it just cause even more discouragement where it would set us back? What do you think? Honestly? More pros or more cons? I feel like there might be more pros mm-hmm. because I feel like female rappers are just really resilient. Right. And, and that's like- what's so unique about them. Um, I feel like they've taken critical criticism and hate appropriately. See, a lot of men, on the other can't hand, do can't do that. <sighs> right. I feel- and I also feel like we would have discovered more. Because I feel like
1: a lot of... Because um, when we then start to get into like labels and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I don't think a lot of labels truly had faith yeah, in female rappers. So I feel like if we had social media earlier,
0: mm-hmm.
1: we would have gotten
0: more female rappers who would have been able to advocate for themselves. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that last episode, actually, how um uh, music uh, early on was so dependent on record labels but now yeah. that social media has came around we have so many different artists and so many different genres like people are it's more easier for people to express themselves and come out with new music now um and that just leads me to see like i'm so happy to see how um all these um early on female rappers influence rappers now like there's alternative rap. Uh, you can see that currently in Doja Cat. And you can see how... Oh, Rico Nasty too. Rico I Nasty is... Rico I Nasty. love Rico Nasty. That's my girl. You can see how when Miss Elliot has started this unique style, how it's influenced these new rappers to think like, I don't have to be the standard rap. I can go into like all alternative version of rap as well.
1: Right, and bringing it back to Rico, I feel like Rico is a really nice person to mention for this right. episode as we're talking about both rock and, and rap. Yeah,
0: because she she brings both genres together seamlessly. Like, and it makes something you I love Rico. Honestly,
1: honestly Rico's pretty strong because to go into two of the most male
0: dominated and make your own like product out of that like sh- and it it shows in her dress her the way she dresses and her music like she literally brings like punk rock and rap together beautifully that's wonderful Mm-hmm. and then you can see how like uh, when we talk about how rappers like female rappers now how they get to make music that's you know considered raunchy or unapologetic um, like Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, City Girls, that can get traced back to, um, Little Kim, and how she, she put whatever she felt in her music, whatever, whatever she felt made her feel empowered into her music, I just love to see how it evolved all the way from 1970s to the year of 2023, it's beautiful, yeah, so we just want to thank you guys for listening to our podcast This week, as we wanted to highlight women and how they just really have done so much for these male-dominated industries. Mm -hmm. And we will see y'all next week. See ya.
1: This has been
0: Rhythm Rundown. Rhythm
1: Rundown. Bye.